Good evening, everybody out there in Cyberland. Uh, here on the podcast this evening, on this Monday, December 17th, we have both Brad and yours truly, Vernon. This evening's what's pod- up, people? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, I'm just going to say what's going on. Uh, well, not a whole bunch. Uh, I'm sure everybody's uh, kind of just getting back into... The, this week, what is it now? The second week of December, as we approach the end of 2018. Yep. And for our first maiden podcast, we decided we're going to go with a little bit of the mental psychology, if you will, uh, uh, for people that tend to find themselves in maybe not so much dire situation or circumstances, but simply having to struggle with the daily life that we have as it presents itself in today's society here in the States. So to elaborate a little bit, that particular mentality or state of mind that one experiences or one finds themselves in when you're living paycheck to paycheck and sometimes you're not quite even making it then. So you end up living basically day to day. The premise of the podcast is essentially that when you or a person finds themselves Under these circumstances, the entirety of their mental resources, their thought processes, their strategies for the day even, center and revolve essentially around what to do for that day to survive. Whether it be earn enough money for the day, to have gas in the car, to get to work, um, get a job so they can work, things of that nature. Uh, I think that those circumstances involves so much of one's mental resources, thought processes, that they don't really have the additional resources or the free resources in order to resolve the circumstance or improve their situation. So they end up in a vicious circle where every day they're so focused on just surviving that they're no longer establishing a way of evolving and improving their current situation. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. And, of course, I also think that that particular negative setting, you know, can can lay the foundation or even exacerbate other related either emotional or psychological issues, mental problems that may be already in the fringes of that person's, you know, conscience. And then on top of that, with all these things aggravating the situation of having to struggle to live, if you will that it really brings about these other negative uh, energies to the forefront. And that's where you have these people that suffer from depression or uh, potential addictive tendencies to really want to just almost like an escape mechanism to try and and hide within those things rather than trying to face and rather than trying to face, you know, the very real routine of having to try and, figure out how they're going to survive that day, how to live within our society. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I poverty is a, is a horrible thing. Uh, a lot of people are poor, uh, struggling for many, many reasons. Um, you know, we have a huge addictive, addicted population here in the United States. You know, alcohol, you know, opiates, you know, heroin, you know, uh, alcohol, um, you know, you, you name it, you know, we, we consume it here and we consume it to the act, you know, to the maximum and to the excess, 
you know, and then there are, you know, people who are, you know, they're, they're mentally challenged um, and they can't work a normal job, what we would consider a, a normal job. And then there are people who just don't want to work, you know, young, old, um, it doesn't matter. Uh, we were just talking before this, you know, I know people my age that have given up. They just don't give a rip anymore. They have given up. Um, you know, then there's a lot of people that have been just getting by, you know, you know, the American dream, you know, you, you know, you grow up, you get, you get good grades, you go to college, you know, you meet somebody, you get a house and you have kids and then, you know, what, 25, 30 years goes, go by and you're, you know, in your mid fifties or early sixties and that's it. You're done. <laughs> a lot of people think they're done, but you know, you got a lot of more living to do, but I, I just hear a lot of people my age just like, you know, I'm done with all this. I don't want to work anymore. I don't want to try, but they built a lifestyle that, you know, they have to keep up, you know, and then there's um, just, just people who, you know, they, they just can't get out of that rut for whatever. Um, I, uh, I sympathize with all of them, you know, um, it's very, very difficult to watch somebody who has potential go down the drain. It's crazy. Um, breaks my heart. So, but I, I agree Indeed. with what you're saying and that mental, what you were just saying about that, just surviving every day, you know, um, that takes a lot out of a person, you know, and then, you, you know, you get your fix, you get your cheeseburger, you get your drink, you get your hit, you get whatever. And that's enough for some people, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that's my, my take on, on, uh, poverty from the 10,000 foot level. Understandably so. And yeah, you're right. Uh, many, you know, I think in many ways, the unfortunate, though many would argue against it, the unfortunate realities of our society are such that we're so driven, and by driven meaning our social structures have been established and are perpetuated and reinforced by large corporations, say, that deal in feeding us, caring for us, clothing us, and ultimately <laughs> burying us. At every step, every step of the way, you know, it's, it's these huge corporate machines that are, you can't, really, you can't really point a finger to any one individual anymore. You know, these are corporations. They're, they're mindless. They've been, they were created. They grew to such an extent that they have their own momentum. And because of their huge, you know, they're obviously their vast uh, financial resources, they manipulate and influence any, any political legislature that is passed through, you know, regardless of how much clamor there is from, you know, the citizenry, the actual public, ultimately it's, you know, the lobbyists who are obviously being directed by these corporations as to what laws and legislature can, should pass through. As long as it's benefiting the corporation and reaping its benefits and profits, then they'll allow certain things. Oh yeah. We're, you know, our politicians are bought, bought and paid for, you know, um, we're being played, 
you know, we're, we're totally being played. I don't think companies start out like that, and I don't think they're all like that. But, uh, you know, lobbyists and having no term limits, you know, in the House and the Senate, you know, feeds Definitely. into all of that, you know. Um, oh, so I, yeah. I, I agree with that. But plus, we are, from the day we are born, we are taught to be consumers. And then that consumerism, right, is like, you have to do that because it's the American dream because you have to do this, 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 and this, you know. Oh, and, surely. And I mean, mm-hmm. if, you, if you look at things historically, just the way uh, when the Industrial Revolution took place, especially here in the States, and of course, you know, along with this, the United States, Great Britain, which was the next, you know, falling on the heels of, of that Industrial Revolution and accompanying other European nations, the structures that they established, when they want the, the worker to be at work, how long they want them to be there, and then in order to keep the worker just happy enough, you know, they had to figure out some kind of a reward system, let alone the fact that they might get some kind of wage, but some other reward system that would establish the structure so, they could be, so that the behavior can then become predictable, and not only predictable, controllable. Yeah, well, well what you're talking exactly what you're talking about, you know, is Henry Ford and uh, you know the assembly line, right? Exactly, you know? and even and, even before yeah. then, mm-hmm. even before then, Brad, uh, when the first textiles were were in place and in the first major cities in the East Coast, I mean, these things would run rampant, you know, twenty four hours a day. They didn't care how long the person worked there. You know, they sometimes they would drop the wages intentionally to make the person want to work longer periods of time. And a lot of times they were children that were working. The vast majority of them were. And, so, you know, in that, and then they had the company store. So you'd exactly. buy things on credit. That's some of the very first credit for, for working people, right? Exactly. So you yeah. never got ahead, right? And and that's what and you did end, with your life. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and up to the point until they finally somehow managed to pass enough restrictive legislature enforcing certain labor laws that, you know, they would work their employees until they either had an accident, got killed on the job, and immediately there'd be another person will, willing and ready to take their place. So they yeah. had no, they weren't being held accountable not only to the working conditions, but obviously the people that they were bringing in by the, you know, by the throngs because so many immigrants were coming into the country at the time. Exactly. You know, and those, those jobs needed to be filled and they were low skilled jobs, right. And people were willing to, to work there and send their children to work there. So on one hand, the more more members of the family working there, each one had a wage to bring home. Right. And, and that's that's what you did. You know, and that's why people had big families, you know, because, you in, you know, especially on the farms and stuff, you could pitch in. But in the cities. But, you know, on one hand, you know, there's these people, you know, people need jobs. They need to be able to eat and the economy needs to be able to thrive. And then these corporations, these companies, these entrepreneurs. Right. They need they need people to to work for them. Oh, did they exploit did they exploit mm-hmm. people? Yes, they did. Oh, in but, a major way. But you know, you're you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, especially in history, right? Correct. So you know, I'm just playing the devil's advocate there. 
you know, back to the whole poverty thing is, you know, and this is a time of year where I bet a lot of people feel this, right? See all these ads on TV, people buying, you know, oh, I, I bought my wife a Lexus and I put a big bow on it, right? It's like, what the heck, right? That's crazy, you know? <laughs> I mean, Cyber Monday, Black Friday, you know, I mean, Amazon, you know, owns retail now, you know, because it's a free shipping, but you have this subscription, right? Yeah. It's like, I, I can wait two days for my stuff to get here. Quite frankly, I could wait a week for my stuff to get here, right? Well, and th- and that's, that's feeding into the established, con- the conditioned. I want uh, it now. I want it exactly. now. I want it instant gratification. I mean, that's why all these social platforms are so are so prevalent, right? That's why people love to text. You know, I mean, I can't get anybody to call me on the frickin' telephone anymore. <laughs> exactly. You know, if I call somebody, you're like, um, just text me. Why are you calling me? Yeah, just that's text right. me. Well, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you. I want to have a conversation. You know, and like, well, no, I can't do that. Just text me. Okay, so I'll send you a you know a monkey emoticon and a thumbs up. All right, and then, and then you send me a rock on. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, talk talk to you next week. But exactly, and you know, you know the- it's, it's instant gratification is crazy. You know when you when and it's when you don't work for something and and you don't wait for it and you don't save for it. You know, it's, it's, this is not good. This is, this is not a good no. thing. Um, you, you lose and, a little sense of valuing those very items that, that you now yeah. have in your possession. Yeah. You know, but, you know, people, uh, you know, people not being able to work is a terrible thing. You know, I, I've had a dickens of a time uh, here at the end of the year getting a new job. And I, you know, you and I were talking and, you know, it's getting um, these one-off contracts. Some of them were for three days maybe a week, you know, just to try to keep the ball rolling and, you know, uh, restart my life. You know, I finally got, you know, like a longer term contract, but damn, it took a while. And believe this or not, people out there that are 50 or plus, there is age discrimination. And oh, yes, definitely. it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter how good you are. It does not matter what your resume says. You know what matters? is if you fit in and you blend in because as a senior engineer architect, they can hire four junior people for what they can, what they pay me. And they look at that stuff and they look at culture fit. Um, So, you know, if you're not taking a management position or a mentoring position, it will happen to you. I mean, and they they owe you nothing. Just go to some onboarding site or some some contracting site. Most of the people that are depicted in their advertising, nobody's over forty. Nobody. No. <laughs> there are no. no gray beards in there. <laughs> Definitely not. But to to your point and and the the situation that you describe, Brad, I think kind of illustrates the initial. Now, mind you. Uh, uh, not comparing, but simply the, the circumstances in which you found yourself, you know, yeah. you, you, you had to hustle to try and find right. gainful employment somewhere. And obviously you, I'm sure you probably felt the financial strain of that period of time. Yeah. And I approached you while you were going through that, like, Hey, uh, 
why don't you take this free course on whatever to help improve your chances between trying to take this fantasy course or whatever and mm-hmm. finding the next job, you're obviously going to give more importance to just getting employed somewhere. So Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like a microcosm example of what so many people that are definitely struggling that don't have the academics or the experience of, you know, of a technical job or a better paying job in general, that they yeah, find themselves you know, also trapped in that same situation. And being able to find, I guess for lack of a better term, find enough slack in their daily demands mm-hmm. that they can dedicate that their mental resources, the, the time and the freedom, if you will, to simply focus on what can I do to have a, a skill, a better skill. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Now that takes, that takes a particular person. I think most Americans have it. I think most Americans don't use it. You know, I think we, a lot of us have lost that. It used to be called gumption. gumption pulling yourself up, pulling yourself hungry, up. Hungry for improvement. Yeah. You know, to always right. find... Uh, a, a lot oh, of people good. don't have that anymore, and I hate to say this. A lot of people just don't have that anymore, and I find it very disheartening. Um, and, you know, I don't have that problem, you know. No. Um, I, I'm a very, very motivated person, <laughs> um, and I I will do whatever it takes, right, because I'm sick of eating fucking bologna sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I and, but, I, but I will do what I have to do, Um that's just the way I was raised. Um, and that's a whole nother thing. You know, a lot of people, and I just hate to say this, it sounds ugly to say this. Uh, a lot of people just ain't raised right anymore. No, um, they're not. And, and, and unfortunately, and it may not, be, may not be their fault, but it may be their circumstances. Um, now, this doesn't go for everybody. You know, I have met some millennials that have blown me away. They are, they're smart. They're educated. They want to do better. And then, you know, then on the other hand, I met some baby boomers who are just waste of space. So, but I agree with what you're saying, you know, um, it, you, you just, but you can't teach that to people. You no, either you have it, you either have it or you don't. Um, I, I, and I hate to say this, it sounds, it sounds bad too. I think it's human nature to be lazy and just to roll over and then blame other people for your problems. I think that's a human a human trait, I and think, you have uh, to yeah. fight that every day. You have to fight it. I think the I'm not sure how you would describe. I'm going to go with a metaphor here, but uh, I think ooh metaphors. I like yeah. Them. The anti complacency muscle. If it isn't exercised, then yeah, complacency immediately grows. Yeah, you don't want to do anything. Totally. You don't want to have to work for anything. You don't want to have to earn anything. You want well, yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole welfare state state of mind, right? Exactly. The state well, will take care of me. The government will take care of me. Why exactly. do I have to do anything? And that F is you. The, yeah. and that is definitely a facet of the poor person's mentality, especially here in the United States. Yeah, well, you, you know, know they, and and yeah, they're being played. And oh, we yeah. know who we're we know who we're talking about now by getting too political, but they're getting played. Um, oh, of course. And and you know and and that's that's not who we are as Americans. That's no. not who we are. 
But every successful person I know who has been successful or is successful or is on their way to being successful has done it themselves, right? Yeah. They've, they've, they may have a grant for school, may, but they have initiated their own success and they keep it exactly. going. So, but, you know, but then again, like we talked about earlier, there are people that for whatever reason, addiction, you know, mental illness, um, physical disability, whatever, they, they find themselves not having that, what you were saying, um, what, what muscle did you call that? Non-complacency. Right. They, they have that. It's part of who they are for whatever reason. Uh, I have no answer for that. I have no answer for, for those, for those poor souls. I, I, I just don't know what to, how to help them. I mean, in, in part, I think it's, I attribute some of the influencing of the thought processes that makes a person conclude whatever morning or evening they they happen to be sitting someplace and say, you know what, I'm done. What, what's the point of going out there trying to earn a living or whatever the hell? I'll just go and be a parasite on society's uh, well and good intention. Right. You know, I go and get government assistance, but I make it a a daily, you know, a consistent entry of how I'm I stay alive in the society. Yeah, I don't want to have to do wrong. any more than absolutely minimum. Nothing wrong, right? Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with asking for help, and, and some of some of our citizens do need help, but but they make it a lifestyle. Yeah, it becomes for them a lifestyle. You know, it's it's like so many, and I can't say. I can't make it a blanket statement and I shouldn't, but you know, there have been many arguments where they point to a, you know, a lower social area, you know, hardcore, I can't say ghetto, but just a a very poor area that (laughs) the majority of people. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say Garland. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, the whole point well, the whole thing Sorry. is, and because I, I used to live, you know, in those areas, kind of, where I would see people, I mean, they lived in, well, I guess you'd call it a house. It was barely standing there. You know, they're on Section 8 government assistance. They're, you know, they, they don't have the money to obviously go, afford better things. So they, they buy secondhand or somebody's garage sale, you know, somebody gets their house foreclosed on. So they go in like vultures and whatever they can scam out for next to nothing, that's what they would buy. Right. But then they turn around and every kid is wearing these huge, you know, 10 inch gold chains. Or if it's a Hispanic family, every kid has a, a gold bracelet on with some saint's name on it, whatever they baptize them under. Sure. They have these cars completely renovated, you know, classics, 1969 Chevy, whatever, an Impala, the thing I'm has not. about fifty grand invested in it. Yeah, where did that money come from? You know, if the government. At least it's got to be. It's got to be government money. I mean, you know, a, a I big mean, portion you, of it is government money. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I'd be approached by people like, "Hey, uh, I just got my food stamps. I'm selling them. Uh, you get two food stamps for a dollar. One dollar buys you two dollars of food stamps." Right. Yeah. Literally. And it's like, holy geez, you know, or, you know, well, now with the, I forget what the name of the cards are, because now they give them on pay cards. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, 
I'll let you buy a hundred dollars worth of groceries on my cart for fifty bucks. Right. They, yeah. they go in with you. You shop. They pay, and once you're outside, you give them the money. Well, yeah. There's no verification, you know, and you know, and that's the that's the government's fault. That's the state and local. That's their fault for not verifying. You know, just because someone needs help, right? And you help them. Well, they don't need help their old freaking life. You no. know, it's it's to prop you up until you can do better. Right. And that's that it's just it's just out of control. And I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, but what's, I mean, what's and, kind of ironic about all this, too, is, I mean, I'm seeing here more and more in very, very recent weeks. I'm suddenly seeing all these uh, epitome articles, if you will, where they're having an epitome like, holy geez, you know, we, should we be training our high school students on how to a cook a dinner, pay a bill? You know, things that change a tire. Yeah, well, yeah they used to do that back in my day. Yeah, it was we, called it, home it, economics. Home economics and civics, and they would teach you. Yeah, they yeah. they taught you. They taught you how to be an adult. Exactly, right? and that I mean, went out the window. They don't even unless you choose it as an academic course in right, college. Right. They won't offer it. They won't suggest or counsel you and tell you you should get this. It's going to mean tons to you when you know how to open and balance your checkbook, how to get a bank account, how to get a savings account, how to start saving for your retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Home economics. We, we, we had all of that. And, you know, it was like, I think one month, you know, it was like, you know, um, you know, you would be paired up with, you know, uh, a wife, quote unquote, or a husband, quote unquote. And then, you know, you would, you would, you know, um, buy groceries and have to pay rent and, you know, um, then they throw something crazy at you a third week. Oh, you got a baby now. Oh my God, look out, you know? And uh, you got to get a second job and you got to, you know, balance your checkbook. They did all that and to it, us. And, well, you know, and I was just, you, yeah, the most fundamental, it taught you how to be resourceful. Exactly. And, and it scared the shit a, out of me. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> like, oh, crap. I guess now we got to sell pot, whatever, you know, but you were resourceful. Hey. Whereas nowadays, somebody has a problem. Mm-hmm. It's let's curl up and hide under the table and. Pray that something good happens at some point. Well, the first thing you do is you blame other people. Oh, yeah. And then, then you have someone else fix your problem, right? And then you just get in that treadmill of doing that over and over and over. And if you aren't already addicted to something, now you're, now you're addicted to assistance. Now you're mm-hmm. addicted to being freaking lazy. And why, why, why even try harder? Why get a book? Why get a, why go back to school? Why try to get that promotion at work? Why try to become, you know, like the assistant manager, the manager, the whatever, blah, blah, blah. Why do that? Why get a job? My parents are alive and they're taking care of me anyway. And then there's that. Yeah. And that's a whole nother hour discussion. as, As a very short segue, I'm reading where they're saying, you know, housing markets are starting to go down, especially automobile industries are starting to go down. Why? Millennials can't afford, quote unquote, a car or a house. Yeah. And because they're also staying with their parents until their mid 30s. That's crazy. Mid 30s. Oh, I don't have kids, but if I had kids, I mean, hell no. <laughs> no. I mean, there's just a couple of generations apart from you and I. Right. And it just astounds me the, uh, the level of complacency. That has been 
instilled. And you know, at this point, it isn't it isn't the society. At this point, it's the goddamn parents allowing yes. this. Yes. Yeah, and, and especially like after sending your kids to you know, to college and they, you know, they go and get a, a piece of shit worthless degree. Right. And then they come back and like, well, I can't get a job. Nobody hires for basket weaving majors. Right. <laughs> well, you better go down there to McDonald's or you better go down there to the gas station or the grocery store or, or Amazon fulfillment center. Right. And you better start working an hourly job until you feel, figure it out. Right. You got 30 days to get your shit together. You can stay in your old room. Oh, yeah, by the way, you know, rent is due on the first, you know? And if you rent, show me part that of you're trying. Come out to this much. Yeah, exactly. You show me, you show me that you're trying. People will help you if you show them that you're trying and you're, you're working on something. And, but well, yeah, man, you if just try to help yourself. That's the most noble thing that people will recognize. Agree. And are willing yeah. to help you succeed. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but when you stop trying, people's you become, uh, you know, like an old Mexican saying, the living guest and the dead person both start to stink after about three days. <laughs> there's a Jewish. Uh, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, what's the other I'm one? Sure the Jewish all, one. All various versions of that. Yeah. Similar yeah. There's a like. Uh, yeah. Extended guests and fish start to start to stink after three days. Or is that Ben? Fra- <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think that's Ben Franklin. I think Ben Franklin said. That. <laughs> but um, oh, well. yeah, dude. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, and then the you know the very 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 downside of all of this is you know some people they you know they they take their own lives when they get like that. You know, um, and it's because and they were never taught that there's always a way out. Well, yeah, yeah. and it's a, it's, there's it's always a, clean, a way out. And it's a cliche, you know, tomorrow is always another day, you know. I mean, I hate getting up in the morning and going to work. But you know what? When I'm when I'm vertical, I'm like, I'm grateful that I'm vertical. I'm grateful that I have that I have to get up and go to work. Right. Exactly. And that in two weeks I'm gonna get a paycheck and I'm gonna start working my way back in to where hopefully I used to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I don't know. It's just, I, I think, I think we've kind of come to the end of that scenario. Um, I, uh, I, I think this was a good one. How about you? What do you think? Uh, oh, I think it was, it definitely, uh, is plenty of fodder for maybe follow up discussions with some other guests if they want to revisit this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to go, you know, an hour about, you know, oh, no, no, you, no. Know, you know, you know, I think 30 minutes a topic is a is a is a good thing to do. So um, exactly. You want to take us out uh, there, OV man? Sure thing. Well, ladies and gents, boys and girls, we do appreciate very much that you guys took some time to listen to our podcast this evening. Uh, we do welcome any comments you guys may have or any suggestions for future discussions on future podcasts. And until then, both Brad and I wish you a very pleasant evening. Bye-bye, everybody.